Is it true that leaders should eat last? Well, join me today as I review the book, Leaders Eat Last, why some teams pull together and others don't. What does it mean to love and work well? And how do I pursue what truly matters? Working at the intersection of business and psychology, I help you answer these questions and more so you can focus priorities, inspire change, lead with courage, and live with more joy today. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Welcome to the Pursue What Matters podcast, where we focus on what it takes to thrive in love and work. Well, today we are going to review the book, Leaders Eat Last, Why Some Teams Pull Together and Others Don't by Simon Sinek. And of course, he is a best-selling author. Um, he's a very highly regarded speaker, very popular. He's got lots of videos um, that you can find online. I will link to some, um, but yeah, he is, he's very popular. Um, his first book, or I don't know if it was his first book, but it's definitely um, what kind of put him on the map is Start With Why. And um, it's been, you know, pretty groundbreaking for a lot of people or something that really um, resonates. And it is the idea of starting with purpose in mind. And so he's a very popular um, writer and um, speaker on the topics of leadership. And of course, um, with this book, Leaders Eat Last, he's really focusing on what it takes to lead and how you can apply that to leading a team. And he talks a lot about culture in this book. And so I thought it would be a great book for us to take a look at. So first, let's um, learn a little bit um, about Sinek and this book. So it first came out in 2014. Um, and then there was another edition in 2017. And in the newer edition in 2017, um, there was an expanded chapter on leading millennials. Of course, that's really popular these days. Um, because one of the um, one of the messages when it comes to leading millennials is that millennials really care a lot about um, purpose. They care about working at an organization where they can connect to purpose, which, you know, that's that's music to Sinek's ears. And so he added an expanded chapter about how you can um, connect to that and really um, speak to that. Um, and so it's a good book. Um, I think there's a lot of value. It's a thick book. There's he's he's a really good storyteller, and so if you've ever listened to him speak or watched any of his videos, he's a you know he's got TED talks and, and that sort of thing. He's very entertaining. Um, really a great great storyteller. Um, he's done a ton of work with the military, um, with big big organizations um, throughout the world. And so he is um, fun and entertaining to listen to. And I think he's got a lot of um, ideas and concepts that just make a lot of sense for people. And so um, let's let's find out a little bit um, about him. So um, in his first book, right, Start With Why, um, Snack really talked about um, in order for organizations to be successful, leaders need to understand the true 
purpose of their organization, the why, right? And that they need to be able to speak to that. And then um, the focus in this book, so in Leaders Eat Last, um, Simon, and this is from the um, forward, um, takes us to the next level of understanding why some organizations do better than others. And so he talks about leadership challenges. And he talks about like, where do some organizations fall apart where others thrive and identifies some of the leadership challenges and the difference between the difference between leadership and management. And so that is really um, the focus of this book. Okay, so in a bio of Simon Sinek, um, it says, Simon Sinek is an unshakable optimist who believes in a bright future and our ability to build it together. He discovered remarkable patterns about how the greatest leaders and organizations think, act, and communicate. Um, he may be best known for popular popularizing the concept of why in his first TED Talk in 2009. It rose to become the third most watched on TED.com with over 40 million views and subtitled in 47 languages. And I will link to that TED Talk. Um, Simon is the author of multiple best-selling books, including Start With Why, um, a global bestseller, Leaders Eat Last, New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller, Together Is Better, New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller, um, Find Your Why, and The Infinite Game. So that is a little bit about... Um, that's a little bit about Simon. Okay. So let's learn a little bit more about this book. So, um, as Simon Sinek has worked with, um, teams and leaders all over the world, what he noticed is that some teams had a lot of trust and they would literally put their lives on the line for each other. So for example, he's done a lot of work with military and special forces and other teams, no matter what incentives are offered, they were doomed to infighting, fragmentation, and failure. And so, of course, he started to ask why, right? Like, what is the difference? And he said that the answer became clear to him during a conversation with a Marine Corps general. And the answer was, officers eat last. And so um, Simon said that he watched as the most junior Marines ate first, while the most senior Marines took their place at the back of the line. And so what's symbolic in the chow hall is deadly serious on the battlefield. Great leaders sacrifice their own comfort, even their own survival for the good of those in their care. And so Simon really takes that as his foundation um, and his analogy for this book. So too many workplaces are driven by cynicism, paranoia, and self-interest, but the best ones foster trust and cooperation because their leaders build what Simon calls a circle of safety that separates the security inside the team from the challenges outside. Um, and so, you know, he illustrates his ideas with fascinating true stories that range from the military to big business, from government to 
investment banking. And like I said, um, I think one of the things that um, Simon does really well is he's a great storyteller. And so the book is interesting. It's engaging. And um, he's got great stories that illustrate um, the principles and the concepts that he is talking about in the book. And so in that way, it's really entertaining. But I think the principles also make sense. I do think some um, some of the points are a little bit stretched, but I think that can be true for a lot of um, things we come across. So I would just say that um, as well. Um, so let's go over some of the key concepts, and then I just want to talk about um, some of the leadership lessons for us. So some of the main points of the book. So, you know, I think an overview for for us with this book is that, you know, an organization's biggest strength is not in its products or its services. It will always be in its people and their ability to cooperate closely and rally behind the organization, especially during a crisis. And boy, isn't that relevant for us today? Um, but here is the thing that he talks about. Loyalty and commitment must be earned. So, right, like if you are a leader, you do not expect loyalty and commitment and trust, right? And like, just like anything, it must be earned. Um, so unfortunately, a lot of work has become a contractual and transactional relationship. And there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of layoffs. And so, you know, if we're not careful, there's not much loyalty. And so that is one of the challenges that we face. And of course, what Simon is saying is that um, we've we've got to find a way back to loyalty and we've got to find a way back to trust if we want to be um, successful and if we want to um, if we want to create the kind of organizations um that are really empowering. And, you know, his last line, and really it's the message throughout the book is be the kind of leader you would want to work for. Um, and so that's really um, the key. And so one of the things that he talks about um, in the book is that, you know, we have these four chemicals, right, that um, each that are that are um, operating at, at any given time for us, right? So he calls them, you know, the EDSO. So, right, like we've got endorphins that are there to hide pain. We've got dopamine to help us feel good when we're accomplishing a goal. We've got serotonin to help us to feel grateful for the people who support us. So it's all about that social, social connection. And then also oxytocin, which helps us. It, it is the hugging um, hormone, right? It's responsible for love and it's released when hugging or bonding. And so um, Sinek talks about this and um, helps us to see that, you know, that these chemicals are all at play both on the individual level and as part of social groups. So think about this when it comes to work. So this dilemma also happens in our bodies via the four chemicals. So when we think about endorphins and dopamine, they drive us to satisfy our personal needs or our individual needs. So if you think about food and shelter, um, developing solutions to get through problems, and they really help us to 
you know, survive. And then let's think about serotonin and oxytocin. So these are designed to help us work together with others. So they're all about social connection. So they build feelings of trust, camaraderie, loyalty, and really help us strengthen our social connections and increase our inclination to cooperate and collaborate with others. Because here's the thing, we cannot achieve everything on our own. And so Simon talks about balancing these chemicals, right? And that we really need to balance those because they are nature's way of helping us to survive by balancing our personal drive and our social needs. And so um, we really need to do that because if we only operate on endorphin and dopamine, right? We're going to be alone. (laughs) And if we only um, focus on serotonin and oxytocin, we might not get anything done. And so we need to balance those. Um, And so um, think about that in terms of work. So traditionally, right, our family provides safety for us. And one of the primary um, concepts in the book is what's known as the circle of safety. And so traditionally, our family provided the circle of safety where we would feel safe and supported. Inside that circle, we have that healthy balance of those um, of those hormones, right? Where we, you know, we had some individual drive, but we also had the security of the group. So we have the belonging and the security. We feel valued and cared for. And that was really good and really, really important. But when we feel threatened, either by internal politics or infighting, um, we can turn our attention inward to focus on self-preservation, making the group more vulnerable as a whole. And so um, that's that's what's important to understand about um, the circle of safety. And the thing to pay attention to is that our work settings um, have become, you know, in addition to the family, in addition to other social settings, a circle of safety. That's what um, Simon argues we want it to be. So more than ever, he argues, we need leaders to create circles of safety and positive, fulfilling work environments. So um, to be the leader we wish we had. Um, and so I, I don't think that he's saying that work should fulfill all of your needs. I mean, I don't think that that's true. Um, but I think what he's saying is work should be a place where you can trust. Work should be a place where there's um, loyalty. Work should be a place where you can collaborate. Work should be a place where you can connect um, and really contribute your best work, Um, that you shouldn't feel threatened at work, that you shouldn't feel under assault at work. And so that's really the key with the circle of safety um, and that it is another place where we have that, that type of connection and that type of security. And so that is one of the most important concepts that, um, Simon talks about in the book. He talks about a lot of other concepts, but I am not going to go into those. Um, but if you understand the circle of safety, that's a pretty darn good foundation. And now I want to talk about 
um, some of the key leadership lessons that he talks about, because I think these can really help you strengthen your love and work. So help you strengthen your leadership. And there are five key leadership lessons that I want um, to mention for you. So this can hopefully help you to consider whether you might check out this book. Um, and if not, it's at least really helpful to just kind of consider these leadership lessons because I think they are um, very helpful. So leadership lesson one, so goes the culture, so goes the company. And so Simon's point here is that you cannot have a strong company without a strong culture. And I think um, most of us know that intuitively. So um, you just, there's no way that you can have a strong, successful company without a strong organizational culture. Um, it, it will just eat itself from the inside out um, if you don't. And so um, a strong organizational culture recognizes that all are equals among men. And um, this is a quote from Sinek in the book. You can easily judge the character of a man by how he treats those who can do nothing for him. So, you know, how does a leader treat those that work um, with her? Um, is everyone an equal? Um, or are there favorites? Is there talking down to people? Um, there is absolutely no place for that. And so, so goes the culture, so goes the company. Leadership lesson two, so goes the leader, so goes the culture. And so what does that mean? You cannot have a strong culture without a strong leader. So your leader sets the tone and the behavior for the organization. And I think we all know that that is true as well. The leader alone is not responsible for the culture. For sure, that is not true. But your leader sets the tone and the behavior for the organization. And so it is impossible to have a strong culture without a strong leader. Um, because that is who people are looking to. That is um, the example. And... Um, Boy, that can be for good or ill. So be careful about that one. And then leadership lesson three, integrity matters. So when we cannot trust our leaders, the fabric of our organization begins to fall apart. And with this leadership lesson, he talks about three things. So he talks about integrity, he talks about honesty, and then he talks about accountability. Um, and I think those are um, three really helpful distinctions just to pay attention to like, what does that look like day in and day out? And so it's like just being honest, like telling the truth and holding yourself accountable because, right, like it's leading from the front, like holding yourself accountable um, is part of integrity. It's such an important part of integrity. And then leadership lesson four, friends matter. I really like this because it really speaks to the social connection, which of course he is focusing on throughout the book. So one of the examples that he talks about is that um, you, the U.S. Congress, right? Like when they, what, what they used to have is, you know, U.S. Congress members used to all move to D.C. with their families 
and they lived and worked together. Um, their families, you know, went to church together. They went to, their kids went to school together. They, you know, they would see each other at soccer games and, and social events. And, um, what, what Sinek says is that the U S Congress was more effective when the Congress members were living and working together and that they could, um, socialize afterwards rather than just having these intense heated debates around policy issues without any sort of buffering connections at the social level. And of course, that really does not happen much anymore because many Congress members um, do not live full-time in Washington, D.C., you know, with the, the nature of um air travel, um, it's so much easier for most um, Congress members to just fly in and fly out. Um, and so many, um, many of their families have elected have elected to um, stay in their home states. And so there's this has been one of the, the costs of that, um, according to um, Sinek. And so when we interact in the public square, um, at the grocery store, in neighborhoods, church, soccer games, we have opportunities to connect at the human level and, you know, see that we have a lot of similarities and we have opportunities to develop deeper connections. And so he really talks about the importance of this and the value of this um, when it comes to our work lives um, and that friends really matter. Um, and of course, I think we all recognize that, but it's so easy to just be heads down and so focused on the work um, that if you're not careful, you're not cultivating um, the social connection. And so I really liked that that was one of his top leadership lessons. And then finally, the fifth leadership lesson is lead the people, not the numbers. Um, and so his argument here is that a relentless focus on numbers will erode your culture from the inside out. Um, and he actually, so this is a, um, I think it was a provocative choice for him, but I think he makes a pretty good a good case for it. So he talks about um, he talks about Neutron Jack, um, so GE's um, Jack Welch, who of course has been described as one of the most successful CEOs, probably like the most successful um, CEO in um, the U.S. Of course, it's a global company. Um, of course, retired now, but um, he had so Jack Welch had a relentless focus on numbers. And in fact, the, the performance improvement, performance review process of GE was pretty, um, um, pretty intense, to say the least, um, the measures that um, GE went to. It was um, pretty, pretty relentless. Um, but GE was also very, very successful. And um, Simon makes a case that that actually um, Jack Welch wasn't as successful as, as everyone believed that he was and that this type of directive leadership um, that Jack Welch was um, is actually, you know, not the most effective type of leader and that over time it can erode your culture. And of course, you know, with with Jack, I, I think what's hard is it's always it's always incredibly difficult to come in after um, someone like Jack Welch. I mean, that's just like 
destined for trouble. Um, but it's it's been interesting to see what's happened to GE after after his departure. Um, and and so um, it it has not um, GE has not fared um, very well um, in recent years. Um, and so you know. Is there something to that? Um, something maybe just to be curious about. But um, Simon um, talks about this directive leadership style as um, not helpful and that you've got to lead the people, not the numbers. And so as a counter example, he talks about um, he talks about someone um, else who many people do not know, although there have been some profiles about this CEO in um, in you know recent years, so, and that is Costco's James Senegal. He is retired now, so he led the company for um, several several years, I think several decades, um, but retired in 2012. And um, what Simon says is that you've got to lead people and do what's best for your people while balancing the needs of the market. Um, And so, you know, what Simon says is that in the long run, empowering leaders, like he says, um, James Senegal of Costco, he says these empowering leaders do better. And so one of the things he said about Senegal, so, you know, the thing about Senegal, he really, um, he never had an elaborate um, pay. He really focused on great benefits for his people. Um, the, you know, in retail, Costco is known as like the best company to work for um, in in terms of retail. It's like people, people that work for Costco, like they stay there, like the turnover is super low. Um, and I don't know how it is at Costco now. I think it's still very favorable. Um, but ultimately, um, what Simon says is that Simon says, oh, everyone remember that game? So um, Simon says that in the long run, empowering leaders that are really focused on leading people tend tend to be more successful in the long run. And so you've got to keep your eye on what matters, which is the people, not the numbers. And so um, a quote from the book, managers look after numbers, leaders look after people. And I think that's a, a that's a helpful distinction. Okay, so there you go. There are five leadership lessons from Simon Sinek's book, Leaders Eat Last. So lesson one, so goes the culture, so goes the company. Lesson two, so goes the leader, so goes the culture. Lesson three, integrity matters. Lesson four, friends matter. Lesson five, lead the people, not the numbers. Um, And so I do think this is um, a book worth checking out. It's been around um, and updated. It was updated again in 2017. um, And um, I think definitely worth checking out. So it's long on stories, short on research. So you know, that's helpful to know, but I will link to the book and to Simon's website, to his TED talk, um, and some of his other videos. He's got some really great videos and, um, you can find all of that by heading over to my website to, um, 
to access the show notes at www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash episode dash 82. One more time, that's www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash episode dash 82. I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember, love and work, work and love. That's all there is. Until next time, take good care. Good care.